Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello. My name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Well, hello, everybody. Man, am I glad you're listening to my podcast today. The Van D podcast is alive, and we are excited today, especially because I have a very special guest named John Abkus that's with us, and John is a personal friend of mine, him and his family, but he is also the author of Get Up and Walk, and his story is miraculous. As a matter of fact, on the book that's they, it's titled Get Up and Walk, The Miraculous Story of a Man's Watery Grave and God's Amazing Grace. And I want to tell you what you're about to hear is going to, is, is really going to identify with that. And um, I don't want to go any further. I just want to come out and welcome Mr. John Abkiss. Thank you, Van. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm really, I especially, when somebody says it's, go, it's, it's good to see you, <laughs> especially with you, it's really good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> That's for darn sure. So before we get into the book, I wanted to um, share our background to how we met. Oh, boy. And... Um, I'm on a plane coming back from Vegas, and I'm, I am really bad with, you were at a conference or something, and I'm sure I was too, not, um, <laughs> but I don't know when it was. Was it 2000? It was a long time but it, ago. It was around there, right? It was a long okay. time ago. <laughs> I'm not going to get close, but it was a okay. long All right, time well, ago. It could have been in the 1900s. Might have been. Anyway, back then, Southwest Airlines would take one person on the plane because a lot of the planes were empty. They had so many flights. But I think there was like a half dozen people on this flight, and I see this guy and this gal back there, and they said hello to me because they knew me from Omaha. I, I, I sponsor, um, at the time, D. Brillty sponsored Millard North Baseball, and John's son, Luke, played for Millard North, and that's that's how we met. But anyway, I'm walking back there, and he says hi, and I'm going. And I said hi, and he go, and I started going to sit by him. He goes, he goes, well, um, you know, I'm pretty boring. I don't know if you want to sit by me. I'm sitting here reading a Bible. And John was sitting in his seat reading a Bible. And said I might be a little boring for you. So I sat across the way from you, and we talked the entire three hour flight back. I is that accurate? I mean, close enough. Close enough. It was somewhere around 1900, but yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> close enough. But John, we met, and then you you told me about, um, you know, you teach a Bible study at Westside Community Church, and I've never, I've been there maybe once or twice, and and that propelled my walk with the Lord. I've always tried to be a good Christian, but this is, you really, and I tell you, what a compliment to somebody to say, you helped bring me closer to God, because John Abkus, you're that guy for me, and I could never be more grateful. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay, we got to get into this, because our little short podcast, we could go four or five <laughs> days with this. I want you to tell us, and it's in this great book, and we're going to tell you how to get it, Get Up and Walk by John Abkus, um, and his family contributed to this book, which makes it even more special. Um 
Julie, Jennifer, and Luke and, and their spouses. Uh, but, John, can you start from the beginning? You go to Cabo San Lucas every year with your family over Christmas. Yeah, we uh, we decided a long time ago that instead of exchanging gifts, we're, uh, we would just make a special time during Christmas. And uh, this would have been 2019 is when this would have been. And we were going down there. It was kind of a special time because uh, – Family had been through a pretty rough year, been a tough year. Mm-hmm. So we actually had some extended time down there. So, I mean, normally what happens is we just get up in the morning and uh, family just enjoys the ocean. We love the ocean. So we would go out to the ocean and just play. And part of it's body surfing, you know, where you mm-hmm. are pretty stupid. You, yeah. know, you just stand <laughs> up and try to, wide, you know, try to ride a wave in, land on the beach. Yeah, kind of fun. Anyway, long story short, uh, my daughter, son-in-law, and son are out there with me. And we're body surfing. And... Uh, for some reason, I got up and I stood and my back was to the ocean. I never recommend that. Never turn your back to the ocean. And a wave crested between me and my kids. They were further out. This thing hit me right in the shoulders. And I was probably knee-deep in water. And it came down and it basically just drove my head right into the bottom. Mm. And uh, the next thing I remember was I was curled up in a ball and just drifting out to sea. And thinking, this is really, really weird. I mean, this is kind of a unique feeling. And I'm a Christian, and I was expecting to see heaven, right? Just heaven open up, because I've read the books. That's what's supposed to happen. But all I saw was this extremely bright light, and I didn't see Christ. And I remember thinking, this is, a, this is wrong. And then I heard my daughter's voice saying, Daddy, it's going to be okay. And that was uh, December 29th. December 29th, 2019, and then the next thing I remember was waking up in Omaha, and it would have been about two weeks later, and yeah, I, uh, it crashed my head, put a, put a, put a, put a one-inch gash in my skull, put a three-inch hole in the back of my skull, I salt water drowned, and I died. Uh, they wound up reviving me. My daughter gave me CPR on the beach, I broke nine ribs, which I will give her credit for. <laughs> And thank God for her medical background. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God for that. And but she broke what? Nine ribs? Nine ribs. You have oh. to break nine ribs when what you're a, doing what that. a bad girl. Yeah, I know it. But, you know, hey, I told her I'll give <laughs> up. You know, I guess the consequence was a little bit worse if uh, she hadn't broken those nine ribs. She's unbelievable. She's the best. A doctor, uh, immediately, it's amazing. This is where the miracles start happening. A doctor showed up with two paramedics, spoke English. We hadn't seen them on the beach before. One of them had a stethoscope, really. Um, They got me revived. They bounced me up the beach on a boogie board, got to the uh, hotel. Uh, The ambulance picked me up, took a bumpy ride to the wrong hospital, Mm. and I got put into the hospital, and nobody at this time knew that my neck was broken. So I had a break at the C3, and my spinal cord was actually being pushed up against my spinal column. So all of that happened, but still the spinal cord didn't sever. It just wound up being compressed, which they call central core syndrome. There's a big word for you. So I wound up being able to recover, praise God for that. But yeah, all of that happened in, what, about 15, 20 minutes, all of that occurred. But things happened where, like, people were in place in in this in a situation that normally it just wouldn't be. People were lined up in your life there to, to keep you alive. Yeah. Um, 
the surgeon, remember this is in Mexico. Right. The board certified surgeon was there, had just gotten there before. I went to the wrong hospital. Had I gone to the right one, I would have died. The surgeon had just showed up in Cabo about two weeks earlier, board certified, and uh, he brought his team together, five doctors, within an hour. He was there, and my spine was being decompressed in Mexico. Wow. And when I got back here, the uh, people up here told me that they couldn't have done a better job here than they did down there. And you just... And you uh, wouldn't think that. Oh, no. I mean, you would think that you might get a lot less care, you know. Oh, yeah, and... Things happened at the hospital. We can't share them, a lot of reasons, but uh, many, many things happened. Uh, They try to hold you hostage. There's many things that go on in Mexico when you're facing some tough times, and uh, it's interesting. So uh, my son uh, actually just decided one morning, because the hotel that we were staying at was helping us, gave us a driver and everything else, I guess, and my son showed up uh, just by himself, and we usually pray over my class on a Sunday. He showed up. And there just happened to be a guy there that spoke English, only other person in the hospital. My son told him about our situation. And, uh, you know, they wanted a lot of money to get me back to the States. So they wanted cash or similar before they're going to let you go. Cash, cash, and more cash. Wow. Yes. My son basically, we finally had to open up the wallets and the credit cards and just say, look, we don't, you know, you know we don't have any more. Showed up there, happened to be a guy whose neighbor was the representative for SkyMed in Cabo. Mm. And so about an hour later, they're making arrangements for me to fly back to the United States. And then they look down and tell us what it's going to cost. And it's just about the same amount of money that we had in, a, in one of our GoFundMe accounts. Uh-huh. I mean, Van, that just doesn't happen. And my, <laughs> my uh, son-in-law's father, it's in the book, but he started keeping a three-by-five cart. And he wrote on it in small print on both sides the miracles that had to happen in order. For all this to happen. For me to even be sitting here. Yeah, when I saw you, when you made it to Methodist, um, I don't know, was that two weeks later when I finally got to come in and say hi to you? Probably close, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen somebody with more tubes hooked up to them, traction. I mean, um, and at that time, John, weren't they saying that you weren't going to be able to walk again? Yeah, they. Uh, I know this is not easy for well, you. When it first happened, there was a zero percent chance of living. Uh, came forty percent in uh, Mexico. Uh, dropped a little bit getting up to Methodist because of septic and things like that. But uh, no, there was uh, very little chance of me living, let alone walking. So no, there's there's absolutely no reason except the miraculous working of the Lord of my life that I'm even sitting here, man. You know? And you you give a lot of praise to the prayer warriors, as you call them. All the people that you engaged, and I don't know how many if there's thousands that are related to Westside Church here in Omaha and your friends. I know I was one of them. But the power of prayer, you're, you're contributing that, I mean, you're saying that that is the reason why you're still here today. Good friend of mine uh, named Dan Norton uh, was at a prayer meeting when this first started and claimed the phrase, uh, Lord, as if it never happened. I mean, that was his prayer. And my son was praying to the God of Get Up and Walk, which is why we have the book titled that. I but, love uh, the title of the book, Get Up and Walk. And there was a, literally an army that was raised up from our church and everywhere. And 
Yeah, I attribute the fact that I'm sitting here to the power of prayer because I know it's true. I mean, I'm sitting here testimony to the fact that the power of prayer is real. Mm. And you know, John, you're in the 20 years we've known each other, you've always been a very positive person. Matter of fact, every time I've called you or see you, (laughs) you always have the same response. And I'm like, (laughs) every time I say, hey, John, how's it going? I'm having a blast. And I'm like, okay, it's 7 in the morning. I'm having a blast. I mean, that's your favorite. (laughs) And what you do is, one is you don't want people to know your pain. Because I know you're in pain. I I know you well enough to know that you're living in pain. And but you don't want to ever be a burden on anybody. You you don't want people to feel bad for you, and that's who you are. Can you take us to um, the Madonna home? Can you take us to the next step? Sure. Um, I am a walking testimony to Madonna Rehabilitation Hospitals. I got there. Uh, uh, I wound up going to Madonna in Lincoln with a spinal cord injury. Uh, I got there. Uh, my diagnosis was that I would probably be leaving in an electric wheelchair, breathing into a tube. That's what we thought as a family. Mm-hmm. First day down there, uh, after they had a chance to do my eval, they said, you know, if you do the work, we could do a lot better than that. And it's extremely long story short, but they did rehab. I did a lot of physical therapy. It was painful. Imagine getting thrown on a mat with nine broken ribs, you know, and they tell you to roll over. Yeah, why don't you roll over? Uh, <laughs> But uh, did the stuff, uh, and I'm telling you, if you do the work, it's there. Uh, And I wound up walking out of there a month earlier than they thought that I would be coming out in a wheelchair. So I'm just testimony to Madonna. I mean, I know rehabilitation hospitals do well, but Madonna hospitals, to me, is the gold standard. One thing I learned, though, was that everybody has a story. And when you get squeezed so tight that there's absolutely nothing else left. Most people then turn to something, whether it's drugs, pick one, right? They're going to try to turn to something to get them through that time because they're going to learn that they're not enough. Exactly. That's where I really understood the power of Christ. I understood the power of prayer because that's what took me through that. If you don't win, people call it the mental battle, right? I call it the spiritual battle. If you don't win the spiritual battle before you even try to deal with the physical one, you've already lost, which is why I always have a blast. Right. I mean, I just, you just need to be able to say, I'm going to go at this thing with a positive mindset. In mine, it's just go back to it, pray it up. I think the combination of your faith and your walk with God and your positive attitude, um, it I know it surprised everybody that you walked again. I know it surprised everybody. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, John walked in here. I mean, he'd been walking for a long time and doing, you know, and... Cartwheels are kind of... Cart, cartwheels? Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> leaving those for the end. <laughs> well, we'll we'll hold you to okay. that in about a year or I'm so. I'm looking forward but, to it. But just, you know, just the fact that you're independent... Right now, I mean, you've got the support of an incredible wife and mm-hmm. family, but you're independent. You can do things without the help of other people. Yes, I can. Um, but don't you think that a lot of it was also you made a decision? There's some things you said earlier, if you're willing to do the work. 
and I know that there's a, a lot of people out there that don't have the story that you do that didn't make it through all their, you know, mm-hmm. all the problems that they had, and you did. But <clears throat> your attitude of being willing to do the work, don't you feel that had a huge impact? Oh, and that's in every aspect of life. If we're willing to do the work, things are going to get better. And that's when you realize that all you have left is you and you need to make a decision. I mean, I'll just never forget it because it was, I remember the day, it was a, a lady named Janelle at, at uh, uh, Madonna told me that if I just did this, I was going to be able to walk. And so I did it, but it had to be a conscious decision. And I remember that moment. It was a conscious decision to say, you know what, this isn't going to beat me. Yeah. This is a life story. This isn't just this. It's a life story. It's a life, it's a life story of perseverance and faith. Mm-hmm. And, you know, John, I came to Lincoln a couple times to see you out there. And when I saw you on your, when you were walking, it blew me away. I mean, I, I left there both times, uh, you know, with tears in my eyes because I couldn't believe this diagnosis that they had for you several months earlier that he may never walk again. Thank God he's alive. That was one of the first mm-hmm. things that people worried about. How long from when you got to Madonna until you could actually walk without the help of somebody? Two and a half months. Now, that, that is why they called that the Madonna facilities called this a miracle. Yes, they did. Because you walked, a diagnosis of he may never walk again, he'll have a breathing tube. You don't have a breathing tube, and you're walking in two and a half months. Correct. That's... Yeah, and see, I'm I'm especially grateful because once you healed up, you guys had me over for spaghetti. We had to have that. Had and, to be the, one of the first things we did. And so I was selfish. I wanted you to get better just so I could come eat Julie's cooking. And so, but <laughs> I, I probably ate enough for five people, but it was it was really good. Yeah. So, John, take us into, um, and you know, I I believe. I know your story, and this book really makes it easy to understand your story. I love the way it's written. I love how it's real. There's nothing been added to make it sound better. It's raw, and it's awesome. But, man, this could be a movie. This could literally be a movie. It, uh, I was sitting in Bergen because I had the opportunity to die twice. Um, so I had, to have op- I had to have open heart surgery. Um, that would have been in... May of 2020, so that's pretty recent. Right. In Bergen for a week, and uh, all that that was intended to do was just to capture the notes because there had been just so many miracles that happened in the story. So all that we did as a family was just decided, let's just try to capture the notes. One thing led to another. A wonderful lady helped us get it published on Amazon, et cetera. But, you know, Van, if that thing touches one life, that's all, that's all it needs to do. Mm. I mean, when we see the power of that, and I just hear the, what people have told me about it, it's great, but it's only here to be able to make a difference. I mean, if you're hurting or if you're going through stuff, it's something that you can read just to get some encouragement. Well, I think it's a great book. I've loved, I loved reading it. And I, matter of fact, I want to buy these to give to people that need some encouragement, inspiration, and want to you know, the title says it all, Get Up and Walk. So, John, tell my listeners, how can they get this book, Get Up and Walk? Uh, it's being published on Amazon. So you can go to Amazon, uh, Amazon.com. Of course, Kindle Publishing is the place. Uh, get Up and Walk. If you search Get Up and Walk, John Apkis, et cetera, you'll find it. But you can buy it off of Amazon both as a paperback and as an ebook. And people, I'll tell you, um, I'm, 
I'm, I'm just telling you, this will really open your eyes up. It'll, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from reading this book, Get Up and Walk. Um, I just highly recommend it. It would make a great gift for somebody. Um, John Abkes, his last name is spelled A-B-K-E-S, um, and the title of the book is Get Up and Walk. It is something really special. Before, you know, John, we, we start winding down here. I want you to, to name your power team. I want to give thanks and respect to, to your wife, Julie, your daughter, Jennifer, her husband, Nathan. Hey, maybe I'll do it for you. Yeah. Luke and Kirsten. 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 Close, that's close what enough. I said, Kirsten. Um, and Van. And no, Van. I'm kidding. Don't forget Van. <laughs> I'm Uncle kidding. Van. Everybody, but, kids but call you hundreds Uncle Van. of people from Westside Church in mm-hmm. Omaha, Nebraska, that just rallied. I mean, I've never seen a group of people rally behind somebody. And John, you know what that says? You're a good person. And I want to tell you something. Don't we all want to be labeled? Hey, that's a good person. You don't think that these, I'm sure there's some people that wouldn't have gone to the extent that they did to support you and pray for you if you weren't such a good human being. And I have a rock star family. I mean, my my wife is my best friend. I married up. My daughter is my inspiration spiritually many times. My son took over our household finances, ran it, and probably did, probably credit rating went up when he was running it as opposed to me doing it. Uh, son-in-law is an incredible man. My daughter-in-law brings peace to every situation you ever want to see. It's amazing. I've got now three wonderful grandkids. I have a rock star family. Way to go. But I'll also share that, uh, I'll make another plug out here. There's a little, uh, Bistro in Omaha. It's up by the Home Depot on 144th and Maple. It's called the Wave Bistro. And Connie and George own that. James is the you know person that uh, you know takes care of us all the time. Anyway, long story short, they opened up that restaurant for us when I got back. And uh, kind of a way is of kind of a you know praise and share. There were 42 people in that restaurant that to welcome direct, you back and had a direct impact wow. on what happened. That is why I'm here. Wow. That's why I'm here. You talk about an army. God raised up an army, and he did it. He did it. He's the one that motivated everybody to be able to come and rally. Think about all the coincidences that words just, that doesn't exist in my life anymore. Coincidence just doesn't happen. Well, I tell you what, I've learned a lot from what you've been through, and um, I've appreciated things more than I used to. And when I started reading your book, it just it really, really made me grateful for my own life. And I think the key word is perseverance. But you said something that I hope my audience writes down and looks at it every day. Do the work. If John Abkus would not have done the work at Madonna, he would have not walked into Herdat Studios today. Correct. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a key takeaway from this. Do the work, but I really encourage anybody you know would love to get a gift like this of this book. Get up and walk the miraculous story of a man's watery grave and God's amazing grace. And you can get it at Amazon. John Abkus is the author. And I want to tell you, John, I'm so grateful for you being here today. Um, these podcasts go way too quick. I could I could talk to you about what you've been through forever. But I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. This was very, very 
meaningful, a man that is, has made me a better person I get to sit across the table from right now. And I'm just super grateful. I'm so grateful for you. No, thank you, man. We are grateful for you as well. Thank, thank you. you. You bet. And please, everybody, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, to rate this podcast, and to, and to review it. And please share this podcast, Get Up and Walk, with anybody you know that could use to listen to John, to John Abbott's story. Once again, thank you, and hope you all have a great day. Ahura Media Production.